Welcome to the Tandem Talk Show, where we help women dial in their nutrition and fitness so that they can lose fat, tone up, and transform their lives. And now your host from Tandem Nutrition, Coach G. Welcome everyone to another another podcast episode of the Tandem Talk Show. I'm so excited for this episode. Um, I am joined by one of our amazing clients and gym owner, but also glute expert, Marla. Marla, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks you, Coach G. I'm, I'm so excited to be here, give you guys some information and just kind of share the knowledge. Marla is so humble. Guys, we're just not going to give you information. We're going to give you some insider secrets on how to build your glutes. In fact, we're not only going to cover the most effective booty building exercises, but also some other tips and strategies to help you get the most out of your glute growth through your programming, your nutrition, and also your training. So Marla, I know you pretty well, uh, thankfully. You're an awesome person, but I think a lot of people today listening in may not know who you are and what you do, which may surprise a lot of people. So could you tell us a little bit about who you are and kind of, you know, what you do here in Indianapolis? Uh, yeah, I'm, I am the owner of Glutes 317. We are located on the east side of Indianapolis, really close to kind of the Fountain Square area. We've been open for about two years. Uh, prior to that, I used to work at the YMCA over on the east side, so a long time east sider. I live, live in Irvington. Um, my background as far as my education on glute building is I am certified in glutes through Brett Contreras. I don't know if many people might know him. Maybe you don't. That's okay. He is the inventor of the big hip thrust movement, which is an awesome glute exercise, and it's kind of cool because how many people know the inventor of the Bulgarian split squat? I mean... I don't know. <laughs> I just know I don't like what he created. <laughs> but I got to train with Brett Contreras. I went to the glute squad in San Diego. I got my certification um, through glute training through him. And then on top of that, I have my personal training, of course, on top. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a mother of two kids, single mom, and building my dreams and just helping people become more confident in their bodies and getting stronger is my goal. You guys, I've been in the fitness industry for over 15 years, and I've been knowing Brett, I've been knowing about Brett Contreras that entire time, and I've never met anyone who has been personally mentored and even have met him as well. So, like, guys, when I heard that Marla met and was mentored by Brett, I was like, yo, we have to have you on. I want to have you share your knowledge and your expertise with our audience, and guys, it's really cool because Marla is is not too far away from her headquarters here in Indianapolis, which is super, super exciting. In fact, we did a presentation at Marla's uh, facility, Glute 317, and she gave me an amazing tour of, uh, man, it was amazing. It was, if you're around Indianapolis, it'll be a huge treat. If you go down there, check her, it's not even just a gym. How would you, how would you describe what you have? It's not even um, just a gym. I, I mean... I say studio, but a lot of people, when they come into the gym, they're like, it's a compound because <laughs> it's just a huge, massive four walls that are built out of center blocks. We don't have a roof of our building. I have shipping container city is what it is. It's just 10 shipping containers that you work out of. You're inside your own shipping container during a group led class. You do not share equipment. 
And I'm teaching you guys, and my trainers are teaching you guys how to get strong, how to use correct form. You're using barbell. You're not just using some dumbbells. You're, you're doing those big lifts that really make mm. a difference. And inside of this is just like we got a sauna. We've got the showers. We've got a beverage box, which is what I'm in right now. We got a tanning bed. We have rooftop decks on top of my shipping containers. It just keeps going on and on. So, yeah, it, it has been like a compound is what a lot of people end up calling it. It's almost like a little gym city because it has like a, has lofts and the shipping containers with with different um, and, and 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 the this equipment she has it's like top level stuff like I've seen some great equipment in my life she has like the the best of the best in her in her in her gyms and I, I love the setup too you mentioned you have shipping containers with uh, workout equipment and it sounds like you're not sharing equipment with other people so it's um, right. group based but also personalized and um, more more private too which I love and um, but no loved loved the tour and everything you had in there and um, you know one day I'd love to jump down there and train with you but uh, especially as I work to build my glutes and while we're on that topic I'd love to dive right in I'd love to dive, dive right in and as you know, most of the people in our audience are, are women. We primarily work with women who are you know, interested in losing body fat, building muscle mass, and, and you know, building their glutes. And I know there's a lot of misconceptions about glute growth and the most effective exercises for you know, building glutes. So I'd love to know from you first, Marla, like, what do you feel is maybe one thing that you wish more people knew about growing their glutes that they may not already know? Um, gosh, there's just so many things. <laughs> I I do feel that there is a fear to lift heavier weights. And a lot of people think that glute growth is going to come from that mini band work. Not to say that you're not going to get any type of growth out of that. Um, you know, depending on someone's background and depending on their genetics, it all varies. But you know, Booty band workouts are fun. They give you that great burn. It's a great burn blood pumping exercise. And if you do a lot of reps of those, and for sure you are going to have that pump going on. Um, yeah. But if you're wanting some muscle growth that is not happening, uh, you're going to need to be doing some heavy barbell lifts. And uh, I feel like there's just this fear of I'm going to lift something that weighs more than me. And just kind of breaking through that wall and just like, you've got this, you can do this. And this is going to get you to your goals. I, I love that. I, I love the, the the preaching of heavy barbell compound movements for, you know, growing muscle ice and, and growing your glutes. And you know what? I think too, that a lot of people have this misconception that, you know, glute growth can be grown, you know, other ways or that like heavy lifting would cause like insane muscle growth, right. Or like make you look bulky. But when it comes to, uh, when it comes to the compound movements and uh, growing your glutes, Marla, like what would you say, are the most effective exercise, maybe your top five exercise that women could do to grow their glutes? Um, so when we were thinking about going to groups, number one top favorite for me personally is the hip thrust. It's, it's just easy to set up. Um, there's really a low like risk factor into it. Um, if someone's having lower back issues, I always throw them into like, let's do the hip thrust. Um, that's number one favorite. There's just so many different variations to do it. You can, you can even do them at home, you can do a single leg, 
You can do them with dumbbell. You can do them with a barbell. You can do them with a mini band. And you can do them with a barbell and a mini band. <laughs> I think we did a, I did a hip thrust seminar and it was about a year ago. I think we came up with about 35 to 38 variations of doing hip thrust. And I was like, I wonder how many of these I can come up with. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole bunch. That does not mean all of them are going to be that huge booty building type of exercise. Because if I'm doing bands on hip thrust, it's not going to give you that same effect again as going heavier with a barbell. So, but you always want to do what you have accessible to you. Hip thrust is my number one favorite. Um, lunges. Oh, also the hip thrust is going to be working more of that glute max area. Um, versus, and that's going to be like that whole part of the glute. Um, it does involve a little bit of your hamstrings and your quads, but you have to be kind of particular on where your foot positioning is. So if you're someone who's not feeling it into your glute area at all, you're like, I'm just not feeling it. You want to see, check on your knees, check where your feet are. If your feet are too far forward, you know, you're probably gonna, not going to be feeling it much in those glutes. You're going to be feeling it more in the hamstrings. If your feet are too close towards your head, you're going to be feeling it more in your quads. So you got to find that special medium, kind of like Goldilocks and the three bears. <laughs> finding that special form for you. And um, we help our people do that during our classes. So you don't have to worry about that. Uh, second favorite, I'm going to say uh, lunges, any type of lunges. Um, I don't know if it's a favorite or if it's like my most hated, but <laughs> but it's a good one because it's so hard. Um, the Bulgarian split squat. So that's going to fall into that lunge category. Um, People can change the variation of that Bulgarian split squat by making it more glute focused and less quad focused. Um, the biggest cue that I can give you when doing these Bulgarian split squats is not keeping the dumbbell close to your hip. So you're going to lean forward a little bit, have a 45 degree angle in your back. And if you can envision holding onto a dumbbell and their dumbbell is right in line with your shin area, you're probably going to be in that right angle that you need to be in to be focusing more on that glutes. Um, you can do these also with a barbell, dumbbell, miniband, but elevated high, but elevated not so high, but pulses, one and a quarter reps. Everyone that comes to the gym that has been here for at least that single leg focus month we do, like they know that Bulgarian split squat that is a burner at the end. And it and it is like a 25 pound dumbbell and body weight stuff, but it is a good one. Um Another one that I really like, step-ups. Step-ups are yes. pretty good. Um, it's not going to be that type of step-up like you're in a jazzercise class, but this might be like a three-step. You want to get pretty high on your step-up. Um, you want your knee and your hip to be at least a minimum the same height with your foot onto the box. Anything higher than that is just, extra bonus is really good. Get a nice stretch in that glute. Um, it is a little difficult for some individuals for balance coordination. So it's not always my go-to for individuals. Um, it all depends on where their strength and balance is and are. Um, but step up done in the correct way of coming up pretty slowly and controlling that negative. So we're, we're not trying to slam down. And the best way you can practice, ladies, if you have any babies at home and babies taking a nap, Try doing step-ups, not waking up your baby. That is the, that's the way you do a step-up. You don't want to make any noise when you're landing your foot down. That's the way I used to do it when I had my kids at home. 
Um, and again, that same idea of that Bulgarian split thought where you put that dumbbell around your shin area, that's going to help influence that back 45 degrees using that whole glute. And that's going to hit more of that lower glute area. So anything that's the lunges with the Bulgarian split squat or those step ups, that's going to hit more of that lower booty part on the bottom. Hip thrust is going to do that whole rounded part, a little bit more in that glute max on the upper though. Um, so those are three exercises. We can't, we cannot mention the, the Romanian deadlifts for glutes. Romanian deadlifts are freaking awesome. Um, those are going to be working on the glutes also in that stretch position. Um, so it, it's important that you're not only working glutes on that, that top position where it's nice and tight, like in a hip thrust, but also in that lengthening position. Um, so Romanian deadlifts will also work on your hamstring strength, but what's that special cue that I give people when you are doing these and you wanna make them more glute focused? Drive your knees out like you have a mini band on, and then you're going to screw your foot into that floor, and then you're gonna have a soft bend in your knee. The softer the bend in the knee, don't squat, but a softer bend in the knee, the more you're gonna feel it into that lower glute area and then that hamstring. And if you can envision, you have a stack of blocks behind your shin, and no, behind your calves, <laughs> and your calves, like if this was my box and my calves will kind of go inverted a little bit as my, my hips go backwards. So my calves will cap that box. So you're getting your booty way backwards and then you're bringing your hips forward. One other cue that I like to give visually is when I'm teaching it, think about when you're standing straight up, your hips are right on top of your knee joint, right? You're neutral, you're standing up. You wanna push those hips as far back behind that knee joint as possible. Do not think about using that upper body to bring that barbell back up, but I want you to focus on squeezing the glutes almost like you're grabbing a towel between your butt cheeks. <laughs> Grab the towel, squeeze it, pull the towel back with you, and you want to envision hips going back over the knee. Don't envision pull the bar up. That's going to make more of your erectors work, so that's more of the, the back muscles. You want to envision, I have to move my hips. My hips are my moving factor, and they're going back over my knee joint. Game changer right there. I have helped so many people focus into their glute strength doing the RDLs that way. So yeah, these are some really cool cues and, and tips when I have people inside classes. I give you these kinds of tips. I help you kind of connect more with that mind-body, that mind-muscle you know, muscle connection. Um, yeah. RDLs, are, it, they, they can be very tricky, but once you get it down right, um, and you're not doing it just to rep them out, anybody can do the motion. You can do the movement. It's putting intention behind that mo motion is what's going to give you that, that, oh, oh, like that light bulb just turned on. Like I can totally feel that differently. And that is, that's what I freaking love. I love teaching that to people. Yeah. So I don't know how many exercises was that? I believe that, <laughs> that was, was four. That was four. Um, so I, I gotta, I, you know, there's, I actually have like two more that I really love, but um, anything that's like a, so we did a deadlift. So if anything, I'll take a back extension. Um, so those are going to be that machine out in the gym that looks like an angle and it's got two pads that your hips are resting up on. You're like, how do I use that? 
Well, I like to use it. We have an attachment to our equipment here that we can do that. Um, we do it glute focused version. And that just means that I'm rounding my back. I tell my people to create a letter C with your back. So envision my upper back is nicely rounded. Your feet are gonna go flared out instead of toes forward. So just a small flare, you don't need to be excessive with it. And um, then you're gonna stay rounded when your head is bent over. We're gonna squeeze our glutes and envision you're driving your hips into those pads as you come upwards. Again, we're not thinking I wanna bring my torso up and unravel the spine. You wanna leave that C curvature. So you're just thrusting those hips into that pad. Um, can be a tricky exercise. Some, and it's not much of a range of motion. You're not coming all the way to the top. Um, it's, it's got a sweet spot in there. And I, I like to do those with bands. We have lots of pegs that we have on our machine. Um, and we'll do those with bands. And I don't put a lot of people on um, like YouTube or, or even like uh, other gyms, you'll see they put the band behind the neck. And it's not the most comfortable position. Fortunately, we don't ever do it that way. Since I have the bands, I hold the bands into the front and it kind of assists with keeping that C curvature. So anything with a, a back extension like that's really good. And I know that's not really home friendly. <laughs> so I teach Zoom classes as well for my, my members who are on Zoom. You can do these at home and, and do it as a reverse back. It's like you do a reverse one and you're holding on to a kitchen counter and you're squeezing your glutes and you're you're lifting those legs up and down. So that's it's a little bit different. It's it's going to be like a reverse hyper, um, but uh, it does the same concept of working on those glutes in a horizontal fashion. Um, so kickbacks is another one. I know it's an extra. It's just, I'll throw that in there. <laughs> wow! Yeah, and there so many different variations of kickbacks too. I mean. We, we do them off of our reverse extension, like with our reverse hyper machine. And, and it's, it's totally different than just standing up and kicking back. You can lean forward, go to 45 degree angle. We can do kickbacks with just our boxes. Like if you have a bench at home, put an ankle weight around and swing that leg for 30 reps on each side and, and you'll feel it. Um, but yeah, those are some of the exercises that we do in almost all of our classes. And our classes are glute focused, but they are also full body. So I, I hit the upper, the, the you know, your upper body and your lower body all in the same class, but it is a glute focus. Love that. So number one, we have the hip thrust. And I didn't know there are so many variations of the hip thrust. I think you mentioned what, 30, 38 or 34? I think it was 32 or 38. I, I don't have a list on me. I'm sure I can find That's it incredible. on my phone. I have, yeah, a lot was... of, I have a lot to learn when it comes to hip thrust. I thought I knew a lot about them, but um, I'm missing quite a few variations, it seems. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it comes to, I have those pegs, you know. Oh, I, yes. Yeah. So when I have the pegs, it's like dual elevated hip thrust, hip banded, hip banded, single leg, <laughs> dual elevated hip banded knee. Like those are all different variations. Yeah, I love that. So yeah, so number one, hip thrust. Number two, the lunge, uh, specifically the, the Bul Bulgarian split squat. Number three, step ups. And uh, number four, RDLs. Number five, the back extension and 
as a bonus one of kickbacks as well. So one thing, Marla, by the way, these are awesome. And thank you so much for providing the cues that you did throughout each exercise as well. I learned, I cannot wait to go back and listen to this episode because I'm, I am going to put more intention and focus on especially the back extension in the RDL. I, I'll be the first to admit, I go through the motions most of the time when it comes to RDLs. But after hearing your cues, I'm going to really, really kind of uh, envision that towel, the wall behind me, um, and also where um, you know, how I'm lifting the dumbbells back up again. So thank you for sharing those those cues with us. And you mentioned a few times throughout the hip thrust and also the RDL, the use of, of bands. C could you tell us more, more about that and um, you know why they're used and um, maybe even like, is there an additional benefit to the exercise when, when bands are used? So yeah, um, and depending on what kind of bands we use. So the mini band is the one that we'll put on around the knees. I'll usually always put that on someone who has not uh, mastered the hip thrust or they're not able to connect with their glutes. Um, so adding an abduction element that's pushing the legs outwards will always involve more glute workouts. You can even do this at home. If you stand up right now, put your hand on your butt, your toes are facing forward. Now I want you to move your toes outwards. You should feel your glutes give a little extra squeeze. That's that external rotation. Um, so anything that has to do with the hips moving externally is going to involve your glutes. And when we add that element with the mini band, it's just going to put more of that connection. Um, not everybody needs a band. Uh, the, I do different exercises with it. The benefit with it is that, you know, you really focus in. And then also if you're at home and you don't have access to a barbell or a dumbbell, you can totally do an exercise and still get some activation into that glute area. Um, another way that we use bands are those long, loopy, continuous looped bands. Um, we do put those on our barbell and I'll put them connected to our pegs at the bottom. So usually when you're doing a squat, it's really like coming down. It's not the hard work. The effort is going to be on coming up. And it, that's when you're like, oh, it's really hard. Um, so when we have those bands on, it changes it because you have the most tension from that band now at the top. And you're like having to control it on the way down because that tension and as you get down lower and lower, there's less tension and that becomes the easier part of the squat. And then as you come back up out of the squat, there's more and more tension and the harder it's getting. So it, it kind of reverses that tension and just making a variation in the squat. Um, so yes, you can do a squat with or without the bands. If you've been doing squats for so long for the same way, it's always important to try different types of loads just to keep things moving and progressing forward. Yes, and as, let's actually transition to talking about that, about loads and also repetitions, because I know you mentioned, you know, heavy, heavy, um, heavier weight for more of the compound movements like the hip thrust. And um, you also mentioned maybe even like 30 reps with, with kickbacks. So can you maybe walk us through what your recommendations are when it comes to the number of like reps and sets one may do to have the most benefit from, from doing each of these or you know, most exercises that involve the glutes? Yeah. Yeah. So if you're wanting to do, you got to think about your exercise that you're selecting. First of all, you're, 
your big compound moves, your lunges are going to always make you more exhausted and you need more recovery from a lunge versus a hip thrust. Hip thrust, you don't need that much recovery time. And I, when I say recovery time, I mean like you did it today. How sore am I going to be tomorrow? Versus lunges, you do it today. You're probably going to be pretty beaten up and sore tomorrow. Deadlifts fall in that category. Lunges fall in that category. Hip thrust, not so much. Um, neither do um, glute bridges. They, they're pretty safe too. And so is that back extension. You So those exercises that don't cause a lot of like, I'm a super exhausted feeling on the next day, you can go with more, more reps or with the conventional deadlift, Romanian deadlift. You're not wanting to go too high in the reps if you're really trying to make that muscle grow. Um, there is a sweet spot also. But, but research shows if you're new to lifting, anything lifting will make any kind of improvement. It's pretty, pretty amazing. So if you've been lifting for a while and you feel like you're in a plateau, change up your rep scheme. So you can go for five sets of five reps, hip thrust, or five sets of five reps on conventional deadlifts. You're not going to want to go five sets of five reps on a cable kickback. There's just not enough load there, nor do you want to do a five sets of five reps of a seated abduction machine. You know, the one where you're throwing your knees open and open and closing. It, there's just not enough weight. <laughs> so those types of machines that you use at the gym, that it's, you know, you're just not adding a lot of load to it. Those are the ones that you're going to be doing into that 12. 15 rep range. Um, when I mentioned the 30 reps, that was on a body weight with an ankle weight swinging the legs back and forth. That's going to be, you know, a higher rep range if you're at home. Anything typically that you do at home that does not require a barbell or you don't have a heavy load of dumbbell, you add more reps. So the how many reps are are you looking for? That all depends on the person's experience. It depends on your genetics too, on um, how you recover, and also, you know, are are you, what are your goals? So, if you're at home and you're doing do squats, you got dumbbells, you're doing squats, and you're doing three sets of ten, I I would recommend going with a heavier load as high as you can go, and then even a resistance band, not the mini band, but a long band over your shoulders and under your feet. So now you have that extra resistance with a dumbbell load. And you can probably do like four sets of 10 to 12 in your set. Um, if we're going into like the, the 30 reps and stuff, you know, that's it's just going to be <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Um, it just it just all depends on those reps too, on how much weight you're lifting, how, how many how many you know like if if you're going really heavy, go less reps. If you're going pretty light, you go more reps. It but it all depends on your load. And the one cool thing about our classes, Garrett, is that we have three classes. It's called Bang a Booty, Plump Thy Rump and mass on the ass. Those are our three main lifting classes. And each of those classes are different because 
The banging booty class is going to be that medium load, that happy medium of about 10 reps, 10, 12. There might be some eight, but it's it's not going to be super high and it's not going to be super low on your rep. Um, your plump thigh rump class, that's going to be your light load. So you're talking, we're doing four sets. You're doing 15 reps. You're doing 12 reps. You're doing a whole bunch of movement patterns. And that's going to be that lighter load, not much barbell movement there. It's going to be more your cable stuff. Um, and then we have that everyone's favorite class. I'm not kidding. It's our favorite class. That's mass on that ass. That class is going to have, uh, we've got five sets of five for hip thrust. So you go heavy. Um, preferably, I have people do that mass on that ass class towards their end of their workout week because you need more recovery from those types of exercises that are done in that class. So we have all that programmed. I've already done the selection of the exercises for you. You don't have to overthink it because I already did that part for you. Love that. So I love the design of different rep ranges and intensity ranges and loads as well. You recommend, you mentioned that you at, at your facility, Marla, that you guys do full body workouts three times a week. If, if someone was listening to this and they want to get like the maximum benefit of building their glutes, you know, how many days per week, and maybe it's three, but how many days per week would you recommend them uh, working their glutes? So I, I always say, what what is your, do you have a timeline? What is your goal? And also ask them some questions on what, what have they done in the past? Um, mm. So it also depends on your genes. Some people have the genes and they already have some nice foundation round glutes. Um, it's not going to take much. They, they, it's in the genes. They're gifted. Thank their parents. <laughs> then we have some other individuals. Um, I've had a few in here and, and there she said she's not even a pancake. She called herself. She's a crep. <laughs> like, I'm crepes. And I was like, OK, so what are your goals? And she's like, I want to be at least a pancake. So I help her. Um, I say I need you to come in a minimum of three times a week, a minimum. And if you can come into the butts and guts class, that's going to have a whole bunch of that miniband abduction work involved, higher rep ranges. So that would be four times a week. If you can't come into the gym, add a miniband workout at home. Uh, you can do lighter loads for two of those. So if you could do the three main heavy, the three lifting classes, and then those two lighter loads in the glute. I always... um at more than likely, I'm, I'm recommending three times a week, but also, that also depends on how many exercises you are selecting and which exercises you're selecting. Remember I said conventional deadlifts and lunges are going to kill you. If you're doing lunges in every single three days, you're not going to give yourself enough time to recover and you're going to hinder your ability to continue to add load from one week to the next week because you're going to be too sore. So that's also important to take into consideration. Um, but yeah, three times a week is pretty average. Adding in that extra lighter load stuff um, is just like icing on the cake. And that's exactly how I describe our classes to a lot of people. Uh, those three main lifting classes, I uh, two of those, banging booty and math and that ass is our foundation. Like you're, you're a baker and you're baking a cake. So you have your flour. You have your milk and your eggs. That's banging booty. That's math on that. Those are your foundation. That makes your cake. 
And then plum thigh rump is gonna be your icing on the cake, lighter loads, but still working, right? And then I have the accessory class of butts and guts. That's going on your cake, like your glitter, your decorations, your pizzazz. Not every cake needs to have glitter and pizzazz to it. Some of it can just be icing and plain and you still have a good cake. Um, but once you start adding some of those sprinkles, that's going to be your butts and guts. Um, we also have, everyone's like, well, what about HIT? Can I do HIT? Is that going to cardio going to affect my glute strength and my glute building? That's always a big question. Um, so the HIT class that we do is 30 minutes, no more. 30 minutes, boom, done. You don't need anything more. Um, and that's like a candle on your cake. So not every cake requires a candle. If you want a candle, fine. If not, no big deal. Um, but I always recommend people to minimum of three days, adding in that extra sparkle if you want to. Um, don't need to do cardio all the time. It's actually long distance running is actually shown that it eats up your glutes. So those are counterproductive. Don't do marathon training. I have done that too. And, and my pictures show it. They, they definitely show when I was marathon training versus when I was weight training, I was not rounded at all. So, I mean, I, I can say proof is in the pudding in that one. <laughs> you know, one thing I love about your responses, Marla, is that it's obvious that there's not a one size fits all strategy that you use, that you completely personalize the number of days per week, the number of exercises per workout, even the intensity and load and the rep. So like, I, I love how you answered like, Hey, it really depends on, well, let me ask you a few questions first to understand kind of what your goals are, what your timeline is, et cetera. And I, I can tell you work really hard to personalize that to each and every one of your clients. And um, thank you so much for sharing what you did with that. That's so helpful. I do have a couple more questions. My first one is, by the way, loved your responses about cardio and hit. I wish more people, more, more, more women would <laughs> I absolutely agree with that. I don't think that you know hit uh, or cardio, especially, uh, will be a game changer uh, in, in any regard. And in fact, I, I also believe that long distance running can be counterintuitive towards um, you know muscle building goals when it comes right. to when it comes to nutrition and whether or not the person is in a you know if someone again they, they're wanting to maximize glute growth, would you recommend them being in a calorie surplus uh, at maintenance, or can can they can they grow muscle in a calorie deficit? Um, so if you're looking for muscle growth, I would say maintenance would be like it's fine if you can get into a surplus. Um, that also, I mean, it depends how often yeah. are you lifting? Are you really going in there? Are you doing those big compound movements? Are you putting in the work in the weight room? If you are then definitely be into a slight surplus. I'm not talking about like a huge, massive 500 calorie surplus. It's not like game day, we're in the months of, you know, we're, we're beefing and loading. It's actually shown in the research that this is irrelevant. You can have a small surplus. You can build from there. You can be in a maintenance or you can be into a slight deficit and have a body recomposition I have done that in the past myself. I have a picture of me at 156. And then I have two years later, after I've been weight training for about a year and a half at the same weight of 156, I look completely morphed. 
It doesn't even look like the same weight whatsoever. I'm just more compact looking um, from all that muscle growth. And that was done in a calorie deficit. It was like maybe 150 calorie deficit, not much. Um, I did do some cardio on top of that. Mostly did a lot of step walking, um, keeping up in that 10,000 step range and above. Um, but yeah, so you can you can definitely grow muscle in a deficit, do some body recomp. Um, if you've been in a negative for a long time, I like people to come in into maintenance to see how their body responds into the maintenance level. And if you're someone who's a hard gainer, I mean, again, there's not a one straight answer for everyone because every individual are so unique and individual. And there's just so many different factors and components that come into play with everything. It's, it's, you really does depend on the individual, but yeah, so you can, you can definitely grow glutes in either one of those. Absolutely. And kind of what you said before too, with someone's training age or, or how long they've been training, you know, if, if someone's kind of brand new to weight training and they're, especially if they're at maintenance or just below maintenance, they can get some pretty crazy growth just by being consistent with the heavy lifts that allows you to be consistent and you're hitting those different rep ranges and intensity ranges as well. So I'm, I'm glad that you shared that because a lot of people, a lot of women, I think they want to maximize group growth, but always stay in a deficit or always do a lot of cardio and try to lose weight. Like you, it's like, it's like chasing, you know, it's chasing two goals uh, at one time. It's really hard to it catch both to a high degree. So I'm glad you said that because I want people to understand that, hey, it's okay to be slightly under maintenance. Uh, and even if you, some, someone wants to maximize glute growth to be slightly above, I know I made the mistake when I was going through college to, I want to gain a bunch of muscle mass. And so what I did was I was like 350 to 500 calories above maintenance and I gained a lot of body fat. And so what you said is that sweet spot, like 150 calories above maintenance is really all it takes to maximize muscle growth. So Marla, this has been so, so helpful. I cannot wait to release this to our publishers to uh, to release on our podcast. Before we end today, um, are there any other glute strategies or tips that you'd like to leave our listeners with? Um. You know, be kind and grow that behind. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a healthy butt, guys, you have a healthy, happy life. Honestly, if you're if your glutes are strong, your lower back is healthy. If your glutes yeah. are strong, your pelvic floor is happy. You know, when you cross your legs because you got to sneeze and those kinds of things. If if you're having issues with your ankle or your knees, you know, your happy glutes happy life. It really comes Love that. It. Marla, you know, there's a lot of listeners, as I mentioned, who are around the Indianapolis area, and I would love for them to contact you. So if someone had any questions for you or wanted to visit your gym, you know, how, how can they go about doing that? How can they contact you? You can visit us on uh, doitinabox.com. That's our website. Follow us on social media, Instagram at glutes, G-L-U-T-E-S 317. Um, Facebook, we're on glutes 317 as well. We are located at 218 South State Avenue. So that's going to be close to Washington and Southeastern area. Um, come on in anytime you want. You can give us a call. Even you can send me a text. <laughs> My contact information is in that contact us area on that do it in a box area, um, do it in a box.com. I'm more than happy to give a tour. 
you know, if anybody mentions that you saw me on this podcast, I'll even give you a free class. So let's go. <laughs> that is so cool. Yes. I highly recommend visiting Marla. Like I did a tour um, at her facility and I was mind blown by the high level of equipment, by the space that was provided, how private it was. It was so professional and I can see why your members get such great results. Uh, so Marla, thank you so much for being on our podcast today. I truly appreciate you. And if you're listening today and if you're wanting to grow your glutes and you have questions, contact Marla. She has the answers that will absolutely help you. So everyone, thank you for being here. Marla, thank you for being here today. And I thank hope to have you, you on so the podcast much. soon. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for the invite. My pleasure, Marla. Hope everyone has a great day, a great Thanksgiving, and we will chat with you again soon. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Tandem Talk Show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort. Until next time.